Before Call of Duty was Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. Tomb Raider had me like, I'm talking about, I'm up 3.34 in the morning. Yeah. Got stuff to do in the morning, but I got to get off this level. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bed till I clear this level. <laughs> I'm that exact same way with porn. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Everyone's Hey, what? Keep it real, right? Everybody in that room watch, look at some porn. Trust me. <laughs> I'm saying, man, I'm like, Everybody. it's like 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm sweating balls. I'm like, oh That's my. too late, though, man. Oh, it's Come too much. Now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right, too late well. at night to be watching porn. You know, and then the next day, you know, you get, you get in that fog. You're like, man, I watched too much porn last night. You're like, you know, in that fog. Everyone knows that fog. Don't, don't act like you don't. You know? <laughs> but you asked me some of my... I don't remember how we started talking about it. How do we it, get on porn? I got inappropriate. I'm inappropriate. <laughs> Wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up Everybody wake the fuck up from the city to the burbs Every street, every curb, you can block what you heard That's the cure, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up Wake the fuck up, everybody wake the fuck up From the city to the burbs, every street, every curb You can block what you heard, that's the cure, wake the fuck up partner in rhyme fluent rhythm but he is not the only one here today we got a crowd we got the studio is bursting out there and there's a good reason for that and we'll get to that in a little bit i gotta give a big shout out to everyone that supported the show we started as this little show in a garage and moved up to bigger and better things the guests have always been great you know what i mean but we've just advanced to a new to a different level of of the show that I'm very proud of. And I'm not the only one responsible for that. If it wasn't for Fluent, if it wasn't for Ghost, if it wasn't for Carter, if it wasn't for the support of my friends and my family, I would not be here today speaking to the people that I'm speaking to. Uh, I'm very proud of everything that we've done. And I've seen no way of stopping. There's no way we couldn't, no way we should stop. Everything that we're doing it's been great. It's been fantastic. And I'm doing exactly what I wanted to do was make a difference in the scene. This show and the artists affiliated with it have made an impact in the little bit of time that we have that give me another year. Give me another year and you'll see what I'm talking about. You'll really know Orange County. You'll really know our names. Thank you. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Follow us. Don't follow us. It don't matter. <laughs> Addicted to the Good Life Clothing is our original sponsor. You can buy them at bigcartel.com slash Addicted to the Good Life Clothing. Shout out to Ghost, shout out to Fluent, shout out to Carter. Um, without them, the show would not sound the way it sounds and the graphics would not be where they are. Big shout out to the B-Side Show. Always showing that love, always showing uh, a lot of respect and a lot of uh, partnerships. You know what I mean? We, we're growing together. They've, they, I mean, they're originals. They're right there. They're the reason that I started my show. They gave me the courage because I saw that it could be done. So, big shout out to them. Platformcollection.com is where you want to go to catch my show. Two Mix, Crappy Awesome, um, Culture Sessions. I mean, it's everything's off the hook. Go check us out. Um, take a look. Listen, download, share it. Help us grow. Help us build. Today, I'm sitting here 
with the legendary Master Ace. What's up, man? How you doing, concept? Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. To what are you be nervous honest. about? Why? What do you mean? I, I mean, like, uh, it's a conversation. That's all we're doing. It's talking. Yeah, man, I've, I've conversated with a lot of people in my head many a times, but it's not, it's having them in front of you that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. One qu- first question off the bat is you are a busy man. So since you've got here, you've been doing show after show after show, and you're leaving tomorrow morning. Yeah. So respectfully, I'm going to ask you why you would agree to do this. Why couldn't this Sunday be your day off? Why could? Why did you choose? Why did you agree to do this? To me, this is a day off. Okay. Um, there's a lot that goes into a stage show and preparation and sound check and the energy that you exert jumping around on stage and sweating and trying to entertain people. Um, to me, this is relaxing right here. This is just us talking about hip-hop and history and... Um, you know, to me, this is just part of my day off. I don't feel like I'm... This doesn't feel like work to me. This mm-hmm. is like something regular to me. and I, I enjoy this kind of stuff. Well, you know, uh, ever since I... Well, first, they didn't believe me. <laughs> first, that I was like, coming? That, that, yeah, that I booked you. Because the way it works is like, they'll be like, okay, man, you know who would be super dope if you can get... If you can get blah, and blah. Like, that'd be super tight, right? And some of them are like, come on, dog. Like, <laughs> we'll get there, but not like Eminem. Like, okay, well, yeah. come on now. Like, bring it down a couple notches. Right, right. Someone that doesn't live in the other side of the country, and then we'll talk kind yeah. of stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, but then uh, I told him, oh, you know, Master Ace is in town. I'm going to do everything possible to make that happen. I know he has a couple shows. I'm hoping he has time for us, right? So then that's when the email started. And the Twitter, and then bugging you here and bugging you there. And uh, and what we like to do to book our guests is we'll make you, preemptively, we'll make you a flyer. Hey, check this out. And then most of the time they're like, oh, that's pretty dope, bro. Like, well, what, what is this? Well, then it gets their attention, right? Right. That's how we got RA. If it wasn't because we, he was in town and we're like, dog, he's only, he's in Anaheim. We got to go get him. Make me a fucking flyer. We're going to shoot over there. And then we had everyone tweet and Facebook and everything. And finally he was like, fuck, dude. All right, bro. Let's do it. Whatever, man. Like, that's what's up. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So uh, what you think of the flyer? The flyer was cool. Pretty dope, right? Yeah. These guys did a good job with it. Um, that That's not what made me want to do the show. Oh, it wasn't. Okay. Nah, nah. okay. It was just a conversation um, yeah. that we were having. And. I knew I had an off day. I said, you know, why not? You know, we have this new record getting ready to drop. This is a great opportunity to talk about it and yeah. um, promote it. And what better way, man, than to come to wake the flock up and let, let the West Coast know. Well, thank you very much for doing that. And I have a, I have a theory, which is, I guess you already told me why, but I had a theory of why you did it, why you, why you said yes. What is Want to hear it? Yeah, okay. I'm all ears. <laughs> so if you're from New York, right, you're from the East Coast, right. and you're coming down here for whatever reason, a couple, a couple of days or something, and I hit you up. And I send you a flyer, and I tell a promo, and I got a website. You're like, okay, well, this cat could be, you know, pretty big dude. I don't know. I don't know him. I'm not from the West Coast. I, he could be fucking, you know. <laughs> so they like, so most artists go, okay, yeah, I'll do it, you know, because like, they don't want to miss on the opportunity of having be like a big, ma- big magazine or something like that, you know. Nah, I don't. The size of the, of the of the format doesn't matter to me, right? To be honest with you, um, it's just a, as long as the people are professional and handle their business the right way. Mm-hmm. The smallest shows make a difference. Yeah, you could have a hundred listeners, and none of those hundred listeners might know that you have a new record coming out or that you have uh, this this thing popping off. And so that's a hundred more people that know about it. I never look at it in terms of oh, I'm only going to do this level of interview or this level of uh, you know a publication or whatever. I 
I tell my publicist for as long as I've been really doing this, the smallest thing, send it my way. As long as they're professional and handle their business, because there there are some smaller operations that don't know how to conduct themselves. They do a really terrible interview. They don't do their research. They're asking questions that are off the wall that have nothing to do with what you're talking about. And so, you know, I get annoyed when the people that um, I sit in front of don't do their research and don't know their history and aren't prepared. But the size of the show doesn't matter to me, man. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm here. The reason I bring it up is because if it were or if it did, it's understandable. Like, you busy. You got stuff to do. You know, maybe for this one you won't, but for that one you... I mean, if Life Magazine calls, you're going to pick up the phone. You know what I'm saying? But I'm not speaking on your character. I'm just saying business-wise, it would be a smart decision. Obviously, go with the outlet that has the most listeners for whatever reason. At any point, you always want to... If you're an MC, you're always trying to do the biggest thing you can do at that time, at that moment. The difference is that with a bigger publication, you have to... Me as an artist have to ask them. Mm. Whereas I have somebody who wants me to be on their show, who's mm. excited about me being there. Yeah. What do I prefer? Do I want to be in front of the cats who I have to basically beg for a five-minute interview? Or do I want to go where I'm actually wanted and people want me want me there and they're excited for me to be there? Yeah, I prefer this kind of thing, man. Yeah, the, 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 the reason I love having veterans in here is because they're able to break down things and, and talk about things that the newcomers haven't experienced yet. And one of those being the way that the media might treat you or the way the public treats you or the things you have to do in order to get, for example, on a magazine. So to me, it would seem, because I'm a hip-hop head, that, hey, I'm going to go and I'm going to ask Master Ace to be on my magazine. Like, Master Ace doesn't need to ask me. But you're saying some some cases it's the opposite, regardless of who you are, where right. you have to, A, source I got a thing coming out. What can I do to get on? Is that the way that it usually yeah, yeah. works? You know, like, um, I use, like, Spin Magazine, for example. Like, in order for us to be in Spin, our publicist would have to pitch to Spin. Hey, how about you guys do an interview on Matt Stacey? He's got this new group, EMC. They got an album coming out, an EP coming out. Um, would you guys be interested in interviewing them and reviewing the EP? And then we wait for an answer. Mm-hmm. Um, but with other outlets they like yo please come yeah. up like we'd love to have you on the show and um so that that's kind of the difference i mean if you can get both great but for the time being I mean for me it was um a no-brainer i had an off day you guys were not far away like if you was like yo man we're we're like three hours down up north somewhere like yeah. it might not have happened because of just the logistics yeah but i'm here man i'm in town why not how was uh how was how's your trip been so far the trip has been cool. Loving the weather. Loving the weather. Yeah. When I left New York, uh, Jersey, uh, it was 40. Like, when I left. Yeah, it was like 40, 38 that morning. Yeah. So, good good to get off the plane and see some 70s, man. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying this. You know, I got to go back. Hopefully, the weather's starting to, f- to flip back at home, though. Like, I, we were starting to get some taste of 70, but then it just would just drop. Temperature would drop again, so. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And you're coming from Brooklyn, but you say you live in Jersey now. Yeah, I moved to Jersey in 2006. How you like Jersey? I love it. Yeah. I, I didn't think I would love it. Uh-huh. I never saw myself living in Jersey. I didn't I didn't view myself as a as, as a resident of New Jersey. It was just like, usually when you're from New York, you, you say New Jersey, you make a face. You're like, yeah, yeah. Jersey. Like, <laughs> but I come to really love Jersey. Um, you know, when, when my wife 
had our daughter, that was when we made the decision to go someplace away from the 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 just the hustle and bustle in New York to raise her in like a little bit more of a quiet, calm home life kind of neighborhood and that's where we bought our first home and we're loving it man yeah yeah so you bought your first home recently in 06 in 06 yeah that's well that's not that long ago no right um before then were you a single guy is that why you didn't have a house yet or you just didn't want to tie yourself down to one coast well i was not only was i single but like um i mean for some of that time i was me and my wife were together because we've been together for a long time but um, you know, you're doing the boyfriend-girlfriend thing. Mm-hmm. Getting a house is not even something that's in your mind. You know right, what I right, mean? Right. It wasn't until we got married um, in 2001 that it became like a something that was a goal. Yeah. And we actually spent about two to three years looking at houses in Brooklyn. Like, because we were both from Brooklyn. It's like so you it was, still wanted to stay in New York. That was, that the, was the goal, the yeah. yeah. First we looked in Brooklyn and... Brooklyn didn't have a lot to offer because the homes there are usually either semi-attached or fully attached, meaning that your house is completely pressed up next to somebody else's house. Yeah. You go in the, you go in the little tiniest backyard and you look to your left and you see your neighbor in his yard. You look to your right and you see some fat dude sunbathing in his yard. And yeah. It's just like real tight and there's not a lot of space, but then the homes cost mad money. Mm-hmm. So then we started looking to Long Island. And Long Island had more to offer in terms of space, more uh, attached homes, backyards. um, But the prices of the homes were still pretty high. The taxes were high. Couldn't really find that right neighborhood. And then we we just went our very first trip looking at homes in Jersey, just on a humble, found our our home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, as someone who's traveled... A country everywhere you've been east the, west no south the, the world, world too the world yeah. why stay in new york is it just because or on the east coast is it because it's home it reminds why not move to Cal- i think for me it would seem easier to do business and you campaigning for me to move to the no west well now. i'm saying orange county is always nice <laughs> L- la county eh, you don't need it. Yeah. you don't need that you know, come to orange county you know what i'm saying that weather's always good yeah. beach is 20 minutes clubs is 20 minutes malls is 20 wherever you go we're right in the middle well, at you know the time, at the time, you know, um, all my wife's family is still in the New York area. Yeah, and um, so typically, when you when you move and you leave the state, you're basically leaving behind family and friends, and you know, you're talking about a hi- history of friends and family, and so that's like a huge decision. Um, yeah. Not when we were ready to, we weren't ready to make that decision at that time, but um, you know, more recently, we've talked about you know not being opposed to leaving the state now and going someplace further away. Mm-hmm. Um, because, man, this, this this last winter we had was brutal. I mean, yeah. y- y'all don't really even know up here, but we had like 13 snowstorms last year, this past winter. And um, you know, when you own a home... It ain't like when you get an apartment, the landlord got to come out and shovel the driveway. Now, you know you the you the one doing you, you salty and shit, and you green. yes, all that. And, you know, <laughs> you, know, you know what we get? We'll get like a news report, like New York, fourteen degrees under, do whatever, blizzard storms, and we in Cali in shorts and shit and a tank top, right? And we're like, man, that must suck right there, bro. It does suck. It does <laughs> Wait, suck. Give me that Corona right there, dog. Let's go to hit the beach. <laughs> it does suck, but 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 it does make you appreciate when when the weather flips. Yeah. And it starts to get nice. It makes you appreciate it more. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the summers are hot as shit out there too, right? Unbearable. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's it's both. It's the both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Bad. You see this? 
the sun never goes down. It's always it's always the same temperature. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what that come come through. Even at night, the sun is shining. Even at night, it's okay. always shining out here. That's you know? dope. <laughs> okay, good. So you're here. What uh, you're hustling a lot of shows in a row. You've had yeah. at least like three in the last week or something like that. And that's just this mm-hmm. last week. Yeah, this weekend. Why? That's what it's about. I mean, from a from a like just from a financial standpoint, you know, the math only makes sense if you're going to do three or four shows in a row. Mm-hmm. To come all the way out here, pay for flights and hotel and all of that to do one show, it doesn't really, the money doesn't add up. It doesn't make enough sense to, to do it. But if you string together two or three or four, three or four really yeah. shows, then the math makes a lot of sense and then, it's, then and then you do it. I guess what I'm asking is <clears throat> why still do it? Why are you still doing it? Why Master Ace, the symphony was in eighty eight. Yeah. Okay. Why is Master Ace still doing what he does? What, I love what, it. What's the drive that you have? Is it because there there wasn't like um there was no one for Master Ace to really copy before Master Ace was Master Ace, you know what I mean? So like now if you're born in ninety five, you have this whole lineup of MCs to choose from to mold yourself after and mm-hmm. to follow in those steps. But you are the steps that people follow. You are the, the guideline. That, well, there were that, cats before me. I mean, well, I mean, I'm sh- yeah. I, I, there was, you know, and there's still the same cats, Rock him and you're, you know, they're still there. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, uh, what's what's that drive? Is it just the pure and, and, and love of the hip hop of the, the game? Is there is like, do you feel now there's like a, a dependency or like how, how how are you viewing the game? I view it as that I'm an artist and this is actually how I make my living. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have a regular nine-to-five gig. And so live performances and shows is where I make a good majority of my income for the year. So I have to stay active. You know, I make make money in other ways, obviously, but um, live performances also means being able to sell merchandise and... Um, and do features with mm-hmm. other artists while you're on the road and stuff like that. And all of that adds up to w- what is your income for the year. So if you're not if I'm not doing shows, then then the income isn't what it what I want it to be. No, I, yeah. I understand this is your job. This is what you This do. is my job. Yeah, this is why I'm out. I, I, I go and I love to be on the stage and I love and, to entertain okay, people. That's that's what I wonder. Yeah. Is it cuz what I what I'm seeing and you know, I won't get too specific, but there's cats have been around long enough to where that I can tell they almost dislike it now, and but they have no choice but to do it. Yeah, I'm not that guy. You're not that guy. You're nah. still very much in love with the, with hip-hop. Definitely. In love with hip-hop, in love with performing, in love with being up in front of real hip-hop heads that love this music and trying to take them on a, on a, on a ride for an hour and 15 minutes mm-hmm. um, in, my, in my show. Mm-hmm. Despite the commercial success that you've had, it always seems that, that a Master Ace track you can recognize a Master Ace track. You think like, so? Well, I mean, you, your style has varied from the beginning. Obviously, you've moved on with the times, and I can hear different things coming in on that. Like they say, this album or the next album or something like that. Um, but the, the one that was, to me, I, I think it was because of my, also my, my, my age. Disposable Arts was the one that I really, you know, I really gripped to. Um, I think it's because, again, it was... At least it was like what two thousand one one yeah two thousand two so it was it was my seventeen eighteen like I was like oh man this is this is what I'm and I've heard you before but it wasn't until I picked that up that I that I really 
almost fell in love with the style and, and the way that you were putting in, you know, the work in. Right. Um, but since then, there's been numerous albums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the, well, I guess what I'm asking is the the the, the buildup of how, from when you started to now to the next album and the previous album and all that is that a development uh, of you or is this you trying to keep up still or how how do you view the next from one album to the next one? I f- I try to figure out what else I want to say. Mm-hmm. You know, um, after I did a long hot summer, and in my mind that was kind of like going to be my last solo album but that that didn't mean that I was going to stop doing music then I said well let me try to figure out other ways how else do I want to express myself musically and the first thing that I did in 2008 was I did an, a group album with Wordsworth Punchline and Strickland called EMC mm-hmm. the album was called The Show and so the, so now I'm in a group now I'm in a now I'm one, the one of the members of a four member group we toured the world for two years doing songs off of, you know, off this group thing. And I would also do my solo records too. But it was a different dynamic. It was actually enjoyable because I wasn't responsible for writing all the songs. Mm-hmm. Now I'm only, on, on each song, I might have to write one verse or even a half a verse in yeah. some cases. Did you think it would be? The workload was just better. Um, I didn't know what it would be like. Um, but... I was like, wow, this is mad easy. This group thing is cool. I don't have to do a lot of writing, and yeah. we still get a dope project, and we still get the tour. So, That's the best part about collabs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 the workload is less. Yeah, and um, it's a different creative space because you got now you have four different energies that have ideas and thoughts of how a song can be better and this and that, and we just kind of collaborate on what those ideas are and put together this 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 music. So then I did that project, and then. When that when that was done, I said, "Well, how else can I re- express myself creatively?" Then I decided to do an album with um, Boston veteran Ed O.G., and we put out an album as a group called A and E, Ace and Ed, and uh, we dropped an album called Arts and Entertainment mm-hmm. that came out in two thousand, I think two thousand nine, roughly, and um, and then we toured with that for a couple years. And then after that was done, I said, okay, what's, what, what's my next musical expression? What else do I want to do? Um, and I had come across these beats, uh, these instrumentals, these previously released instrumentals by MF Doom. I started listening to those instrumentals and like, wow, I like these beats. Started getting some ideas. And then the idea for my most recent solo, or not, I won't even say solo, I call it a special project, which was uh, a project over MF Doom beats. Uh, called M.A. Doom, Son of Yvonne. Mm-hmm. And so each, after a couple years of touring with a project, I then try to figure out what the next thing is, what's the next musical expression, creative expression that I want to do. And this is outside from whatever the trends might be at that time. Yeah, I'm not paying attention to anything You're that's going strict, on. So when, when Master Ace does something strictly from, what is Master Ace feeling at this time? What is my emotions or my, what what do I want to do next? Not what I need to do next. No, I, I think you can tell if you listen to my music that I'm really not paying attention to what is happening on the radio, mm-hmm. what's happening in the popular commercial, what's playing in the clubs. Like, that's just not my motivation. If I'm doing music tr- to try to be in a club, you're not going to like that music. Trust mm-hmm. me. You're not going to like it. I won't like it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do music that I don't like. Yeah. The only reason I still am able to do this is because I'm being allowed to make music that I like to make. Yeah. 
once I get into a situation where I'm kind of being asked or forced to sort of uh, conform to what's popular, what's what's hot, what's what's cracking right now, then you're going to see me move away from being behind the mic and yeah. I'm going to hand it over to somebody else because it's not what I want to do. And it, it hasn't happened it hasn't happened yet, so I'm guessing it's not going to happen anytime soon. Nah. Because are you independent as an artist? I am. Um, we, we have a label called M3, uh-huh. um, but most recently we just did a deal with the, for the EMC project. We did a deal with uh, an, a very classic label from back in the day called Penalty Records. They had Capone Noriega, they had um, Nori, um, a few other artists that, that you might be familiar with. But um, we signed a deal with them to distribute the new music. And they're distributed by Sony. Mm-hmm. So in a weird way, we're not independent necessarily, but we are because we have to do everything. Yeah, We're still operating as an independent label. We have to figure out how to make these these albums, these projects. We're financing these projects. We're putting these projects out. Um, and it really falls all falls on us. All they're doing is putting it in the stores and getting it in front of more people. Mm-hmm. We do have access to Sony's promotion and marketing uh, department, um, and you know they step in and they help us do, do certain things. But we're still operating it as an as an indie. Yeah. Okay. So th- does that is that important to you? Like, would it with the right deal make you want to sign with a bigger label, or is it just that it's important to you to remain independent, regardless? Nah, of... I mean it's important. Be... The thing about the right deal, as you said, and signing with a major, is once you sign that paperwork, then you get that person saying, "This is what Lil Wayne and Drake are doing. See mm-hmm. if you can do something that's kind of in that line." Yeah, and. I don't want any parts of that world. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's a place for that. There's a lane for that. If I go to a club to dance and hang out and have fun at somebody's birthday party at the popping club at that city, I get it. Those are the records that people are dancing to, and that's what they want to hear. That's what the DJs are going to play. And I have no problem with that. But what I'm saying is, from a creative standpoint, me as an artist, that's not a space that I'm trying to really be in. I'm trying to really make records that I like, that I like, that I want to listen to. And I know there's enough people out there to support those that music. And um so that's that, that's kind of where I want to stay creatively. So there's some um there's some artists that take pride in the fact that they're independent. Like they're like, no, no, where um they don't it almost seems like they don't move on to the next step because they wanna keep that title of independent, regardless of what might be offered to them. Because it because it means creative control. Yeah, you don't. I mean, I've I've been in those meetings because I was on majors. Mm-hmm. I've been in those meetings where you're playing them the, the songs that you've been working on, and they're like everybody, nobody's bobbing their head. Everybody's kind of like, yeah, okay, you know, it's cool, but you know, we need some singles. Mm-hmm. We need some records that you know that the that that such and such hot such and such is going to play. You know, um, and that's those meetings are the worst meetings mm-hmm. because as an artist you feel like all the music you just played is garbage to them they're wearing suits and ties they really aren't in touch with anything regarding hip hop but yet they're telling you what kind of music should be should be made yeah and it's frustrating so I, i'm glad i'm out of that being independent means i don't have to hear any of that garbage mm-hmm. so what is 
So okay, so when it comes time for Master Ace to to write a track, right? What what is the forefront of that track? Is it always something different? I mean, like, what's the inspiration behind you doing something? Is there like a process that you go through before you sit down and write? My process now, I don't sit down and write. You don't, you know, you don't have a writing session. No. How's that work? Because I don't. If I if 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 I had to sit down and write, it wouldn't be as dope. Mm. The way I write is. This is my this is my process now. Okay. It's been different in the past, but what I do now is I have the beat. I put it on in my car and I go about my daily day. Whatever I have to do that day, if I got to go to the bank or drive to Manhattan to do some, something, whatever I'm doing, I'm just driving and that beat is just playing over and over and over again. And I can't really explain it, but the song idea comes to me when I'm doing something else, like driving on my way to go somewhere. Yeah. And the beat is just in the background, just just repeating, repeating, repeating. And I just start kind of humming rhythms. First, I'm just humming a, a rhythm, like what, what pattern would I rhyme with this beat? What matches this beat pattern-wise? And I'm just mumbling nothing. And then all of a sudden, the first couple of lines come. And then, I go, okay, I got a couple of lines. Then I get to a red light, pull out the phone, I quickly... Type in. It used to drive with a pen and pad, but now it's a little easier with the smartphone. Yeah. So I actually don't even type with my with my fingers. I just push the dictate um, button and, and, I, and I say the line yeah. into the thing, and it just writes it, which is like super dope. The technology that they got now, um, and so that's what I do. I drive, I, I and I just kind of record lines in my phone, and that's that's how it that's how it happens. Um, and then the concept usually is developed in those first couple of lines. I start figuring out what the concept is going to be, and, um, and then off and running from there. Yeah, okay. And before you know it, you've already written a track. Yeah, you've written your verse, and then once you got a verse and you know what the song is about, then you can build on that. And if if, if, if it's just me write, having to write the whole song, then I just build on it Was from it there. different before? Yeah, it was. When I did Disposable Arts... It was similar but different. Um, at that time, I was going to the gym real heavy, and I had uh, back then. It's funny. It was it was actually CD Walkmans. That's what we were doing. So yeah. you had the CD Walkman on your belt. You had the anti shake on. Yeah, it didn't work. Put the yeah, put the shake <laughs> anti shake on, and I would put that on my belt. And I had in one pocket, I had um, a pen and paper, and um, I would. Put the headphones on, let the beat play, and I would work out. And while I was working out, I would just get ideas. I would finish a set, take out the pen and paper, write down the line, put it back, do my next set. <coughs> but it's it, it was different because it was in the gym, but it was really the same thing that I do yeah. now. Do you really... just let the beat process write it down? And it comes to me. Pro- it comes to me, yeah. Okay. Um, when you were growing up, okay, so let's say a young master ace, I'm talking like five six okay was it did you already have that inkling for music for lyrics was that something that you grew up with or was it something you picked up later on in your teenage and your adult life it was later than five and six but but what i will say about being five and six is the the backdrop of my childhood was all this soul music that my mother had on vinyl that she was constantly playing in our little on in our little living room Record. I'm talking. It was like record player, like the joint that you put the record. I don't know if you've ever seen this before because you're young. But they had this little, <laughs> it had a little, little, little stick 
Yeah. And you put the record on top of the... You could actually pile records on the stick. And then what would happen is you press play. And then the record uh, would drop down automatically. One record would drop. The arm would pick up, come over, go down on the record, and it would play that whole side. When that side was over mm-hmm. and it hit that last little end, the record player knew that it was at the end. The arm would lift up. It would move back and it would drop the next record down. Mm. And so that was just happening in the background. Ohio Players, Earth, Wind & Fire, Gladys Knight and the Pips. Um, I mean, um, Mandrill, like all of these groups, this soul music was just, it was the soundtrack to my childhood that was going on. And so I probably didn't realize it, but it was definitely had an impact on me. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe five or five or seven years later when I was around 12 I went back to those same records and then I was listening to them myself and then started taking those records and going down to my boy's house and we was deep we started off DJing and I started DJing with these records and um that was that was that, that was it right there you know yeah. and, and hip-hop at that point by the time I'm 12 you know we're talking about the 70s um, hip hop was already really late seventies. Cats was already doing big parties in the Bronx and recording these tapes with cats rapping at the party and yeah. battling at parties and all those tapes made their way down to Brooklyn and so if you had one of those tapes from one of those big parties in the Bronx and your radio, you were the man in the neighborhood to just to play and we just would sit around and listen to these tapes and cats battling and doing routines and and, and harmonizing and um just all of that early stuff is what made dudes want to do what what we wound up doing. Did you did you grow up with both parents? Nah, my mom and um my father lived in the neighborhood, mm-hmm. but he he was uh he he was a, a alcoholic who hung out with a bunch of bad dudes and went and they just used to go just drink and get high all the time and I would see him here and there in passing. I knew he was my dad, but there was never like a relationship like that. Yeah. Um, but my mom didn't let me f- ever feel unloved. Um, I lived in an apartment with my mother, my grandmother, and two uncles. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much our household. And, um, you know, I was definitely, between my mother and my grandmother, like, I was the baby. So I, I got plenty of love, and, yeah. that, was, and, that, and that, was, that was good. Yeah, so, okay, so, so your mom, would, would you, you would say, is where you got that little taste of music from the beginning. Your mom and your uncles would play something every once in a right, while. Right, right. My uncles, some of those records were my uncles, but my mother was constantly playing. Like, Earth, Wind, and Fire was her group, so she played that stuff nonstop. Mm. And, you know, you, it's like you weren't paying attention as a kid, but then when you heard those records as an adult, it, it immediately hits you. Well, that's why, that's why I think you let them simmer. You let the beat simmer. Yeah. Because it's background. Just like those songs were yeah. in the background, yeah. And you know they, they process through, and then little by little they build up to who you are now. Yeah. So when you play a beat in the background, you're kind of going back to that childhood and getting back and yeah. memorizing. Because that's exactly what I do. So there's a beat playing, and I, I play that beat all day in my headphones. I go to the library all day, going no matter all day in my headphones, and then I'm ready to write. Because I I have writing sessions where like don't bug me for an hour and a half. I'm sitting here, I'm gonna write. 
But that beat's already been simmering in my head. It's been my soul's been already processed and my brain's already gone through it. Right. So I, I recognize that. I see the the purity in it. The, the, it brings me back into a stage where like, okay, the world don't matter at this point. It's me, the pencil, and the beat that's already in my head kind of stuff. Right on. So I respect that. I like I, that. I didn't know you write or anything until just now. Yeah, uh, I'm an MC. I didn't know uh, that. The show is an MC for MCs by MCs. Okay. Um, a lot of people tell me that now. Like, like, this show's only, like, five months old. And before that, I've been rapping for, like, almost 10 years already. See? And yeah. I got I got stuff out. I got stuff, plenty of love, plenty of other stuff before that. But it wasn't until, like, oh, hey, wake the flock up concept. Hey, that's what's up. I love your shit. It's like, yeah, okay. You know what I mean? That's good, though. Yeah, it is. It's And that's what's my plan was to, okay, you're not going to pay attention this way. Let me, how else am I going to get in your head? Okay, well, let me do it this way then. And it's just a way for my name to get recognition and, and, and also to contribute to the scene. So if I, at the scene, I don't know what it is. Maybe my skills ain't what I think they are or I just don't have the right presentation or whatever. But I, in my head, I always knew I will make a difference. I want to be in hip hop. One way or the other, I'm going to contribute to it. Ultimately, it's your creative expression anyway. So. It's exactly what this is because yeah. then the shows are edited and by me so I take the home and I sit there for four hours whatever it takes I edit I have the videos sound effects blah, blah, blah. that's all me so at the end of the day this is another project that I'm just pushing out to the people and in hopes that they'll go and then you know, SoundCloud Google me and then music gets this no- noise out go. and continuously making new tracks we just went down to uh, to our Rhymers Guild Studios what we call our garage with one mic okay <laughs> this is how you know um, Ludacris this was his this was his story he started off in radio it was, really, I did yeah. not. Because first he was a frustrated rapper and wasn't nothing popping for him. Yeah. So he got on. He got on the radio station in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and he was a radio personality, known as a radio personality in Atlanta. But he still was writing rhymes, yeah. and then all of a sudden, just being on the radio put him in front of the right people. Yeah. Bam. That's that's the goal. Yeah, you know, that's the goal. Uh, but for you, I don't know. I don't want to say it's all worked out perfectly. Because I'm sure it hasn't. Uh, you can't say that. <laughs> but it has worked out for Master Ace. Yes. Working from everyone. I mean, even early on, you were working with the best at that point. Yeah, I was. I was, I mean, to have Marley Maul yeah. be your first producer. And he was really, at that time, he was the kind of biggest name in produ- producers that there was. There was nobody. Nobody was really above him at that time. Yeah. So to have, be associated with him that early in my career was definitely a, a blessing. Now, having seen hip-hop, um, you literally live almost like down the street from where people, you know, contributed to where it began. Right. right? Did you think it was going to spread? Did you have a feeling like, oh, this is going to be it? Or was it just something that you fell into and you're like, let's just run with this? Yeah, no, nobody knew. Trust me. Anybody tells you they knew. Or was just, I knew this was going to be the biggest thing. Nobody knew that. Yeah. We were just doing it because it was the thing to do. It was it was just like how video games was the thing to do for a while or whatever, and not for a while. They still are, but I still play video games. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, when, you when, don't you don't play Call of Duty? Not anymore. Not anymore. You used to play. I used to play all that. What'd you play? Like Sega or something? No, nah, I mean I was a, I was a, um, not Sega. I was Atari. a PlayStation dude. You're I was a PlayStation. I was dude. a big 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 Madden dude. Yeah. Um, I discovered Call of Duty a little bit later. I played the the very first Call of Duty. What'd you think? Oh, I loved it. It was a crazy, but it used to, I, I started I, having dreams. See, though. that's what I'm saying. I could tell you're one of these dudes like, I played too much. Yeah, yeah. It was too much of my time yeah. being consumed in front of the... Those games in, in particular, because before yeah. Call of Duty was Tomb Raider. Oh, yeah. Tomb Raider had me like, I'm talking about 
I'm up three thirty four in the morning. Yeah, got stuff to do in the morning, but I gotta get off this level. I'm I'm, I'm not going to bed <laughs> till I clear this level. I'm that exact same way with porn. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Everyone's. Hey, what? Keep it real, right? Everybody in that room watch, look at some porn, trust me. <laughs> I'm saying, man, I'm like, Everybody. it's like 5 o'clock in the morning, I'm sweating balls. I'm like, oh, that's too God. late, though, man. Oh, it's Come too much, now. okay. Yeah, yeah. That's right, too late man. at night to be watching porn. You know, and then the next day, you know, you get, you get in that fog, you're like, man, I watched too much porn last night. You know, you know that fog? Everyone knows that fog. Don't, don't act like you don't. You know? <laughs> but you asked me some of our, I don't remember how we started talking I, about How do we it, get on porn? I got inappropriate. I'm inappropriate. You're playing uh, Tomb Raider. And don't tell me you weren't thinking the reason you were playing Tomb Raider is because you got these little hot brunette running up and down. Nah, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, it was I, it was that it was like an escape, like yeah. on this on this adventure. And what I liked about Tomb Raider was it tested your your brain. It made you you had to figure you, you're you're stuck in this room. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any way to get out of it, but yeah. you know there's a way to get out. Yeah, and you just start pulling stuff, pushing stuff, Puzzles. trying to fit. Yeah. yeah, and then you know, you, and then when you finally discover, oh, this wall moves. Yeah, now you're hype. Like you're like ah. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I went through that stuff, but but. It all kind of all the video game stuff ended for me pretty much when my wife got pregnant because even because I, I was producing the studio the extra bedroom was the studio that became the baby room yeah my equipment hasn't been been set back up since my wife got pregnant yeah literally uh, okay Li- so, life life happened yeah I hear you that's it yeah you you know but uh, so now is there a new form of escapism for you or is um. It- I don't do fantasy football. I don't do that. Um, you a sports fan? Yeah, yeah, I'm a football fan. You're a football fan. Yeah, sports second. Yeah. Football first, sports second. Um, Man, I cannot wait for baseball season to be over. Dude. I think my escape is music. Is it? Yeah. Well, as, as touring. A, as a, okay. Yeah, touring and music. Um, yeah. I think that's what my escape is now. I, I did coach for a while. That was kind of like my fix, my football fix. I was coaching high school football. I did that for like 11 years. Yeah. And uh, enjoy doing that, and that's how I got. That's really what how I transitioned out of Madden because, you know, I needed to be doing something, making something happen. So you just went live Madden. Yeah, went live Madden. Just live Madden. Exactly. That makes sense. Yep. Now you seem to you're talking, and I mean, I I, I don't know what I expected, but you're an average dude. Like, hey, I'm that's going to the bank. Am. I'm going to. You yeah. know, I got barbecue, neighbors, whatever. Exactly. Everything you're saying. Barbecue. How hard. Is it being Master Ace and trying to accomplish these things, trying to get these things done? Do you? I mean, you have to be recognized, especially nah. in New York. No, you, it, it's so funny you saying that because I was just commenting the other day how nobody recognizes me. Like, I come up to people that actually know me, yeah, like that know me, yeah. And I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" And they're like, "Yo, what's up, man? Yo, it's Ace." Oh, what up, man? Oh, shoot, <laughs> I ain't even know it was you. I get that like more than anything. You know what it is? Is you're really low to your low tone. You're That's low, uh, 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 like your approach. Even to this, you're just like, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, we do it. You kick it I in. put the glasses on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm out and about. Like, well, has, was it always that way? Nah. Well, you know, when the symphony video dropped, there was definitely because that was like in the forefront. Like, yeah, that was like a big video. Absolutely. And the, in New York City, I was recognized constantly because of that video mm-hmm. you know what i mean but that stuff dies down it's a new g- generation of people out there the people who used to be those kids that ran up to you back then they're adults now they're in their 30s 40s and they're not even they're walking around like dealing with their own stuff like they're not even looking to recognize nobody they yeah 
they don't they half of them don't even listen to hip hop no more because they hate what it sounds like now. Mm. So they just like ah. Uh. So um yeah, it's I don't get recognized anywhere near what you would think, um in my own in my own town. But yeah. I'm cool with that. I actually like the autonomy of just kind of just being able to move around. Yeah. Anonymity and um, a, a lot of artists that I've spoken to <clears throat> tell me the same thing. Like I I kind of like not people not coming up to me. I only want people to recognize me when 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 the show starts and I step on stage. Yeah. Then they can be all, "Oh, Ace, uh, great." Once I step off that stage and after I finish signing the last autograph and get back into my regular street clothes, it's almost like I compare it to to Superman Clark Kent yeah, thing, like, like you know. Yeah. I'm a I'm a mild man <laughs> reporter by day. I got my glasses <laughs> on. I'm just going about my yeah. business and um when it's time to you know, be the superhero on stage, then I then I turn into that character. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Three blind mice, three blind mice, see how they run, see how they run. They all ran after a farmer's wife who cut off their tails with a carving knife. Did you ever see such a sight in your life? There's three blind mice, three blind mice, three blind mice. Stomping through the hood with my chucks on I knock on every door, who the fuck's home? I'm trying to find some trouble I can dabble in I've been traveling, pockets getting fat again Apparently you niggas don't really get it No flossy with your bitch, thinking I won't really hit it Yeah, she on my line like fish bait You got a problem? Wait, dog, let's get the shit straight Strickling, yeah, better than these rap dummies Watch your tune, got goons to hold a strap for me a bunch of wild niggas from the mid-weezy Swerving up the block, shop, listening to Jeezy And money ain't a thing on some jigger shit This beat's right up my alley, it's mad niggerish I tend to get a little gully when I spit the joint And known to whip a nigga legs till he get the point The MC boys in the booth again We back in the building, yeah, we moving in yep. And we ain't leaving till the gang love us Punch words, strict ace, yeah, the same brothers Guess who's back for the spell again? Bringing a hell again. What they yelling is? What they spelling is? Trying to make real shit than a little bit. And he killing it. Everybody feeling it. And he feeling it. Yeah, another university is cursing me Cause I took them all school like a nursery I know you hate it, but they rated us a full 10 Now we waiting on the call like a bullpen They want us all back like those pills Cause they know we do numbers like phone bills Your little rap dudes remain in the right lane While your girl on the pole like a bike chain I'm running through your team like night train Black and white footage, put us in the right frame Y'all don't really wanna get into a place Where you learn what the five fingers said to the face Smack Who will us, who with us, we the best to choose Get beat to death, picked up by EMS Removed on TV, BBC, CNN the news Making moves, keep track, got GPS confused And we hungry, and we steady peeking at your food Stomach hurting, like we got PMS rude With even less to lose, ain't sleep, slept or snooze In the lead, never left, then we suggest the rules We back Guess who's back for the spell again Bringing a hell again, what they yelling is what they spellin' is Try to nerf More real shit than a little bit And he killin' it, everybody feelin' it And he feelin' it Try to nerf 
you boys messing with a tyrant Eyes on the paper, I'm the money green giant Y'all play the rules of the game, we defy it Start riots, fight hard to peak highest My crew ain't nothing to play, so don't try us Hustlers, we sell dreams, we don't buy it Block us from getting this money, we get defiant Schooled y'all about this math, y'all know the science For years I've been on this path with no guidance Linked up with EMC, my new alliance My crew the flyers, take over my new assignment Leader of the pack, who's next to be a client? Don't mix with the haters too well, I stay private Nothing nice to say, hate it and stay silent Blood, sweat, tears, guts in the glory This is EMC's true Hollywood story Like I said, you worked with with some of the greatest at that moment, and still to this day, you know, still the the, the architects of what it is now, mm-hmm. or what you know they they had a a vision, and it, and it, and it happened. <clears throat> so now with the collaborations with the newer cats, like your Pause Ones, and even the newer, uh, more friendly, or like I don't know, like you like your R, like we did that track with RA and, yeah. and uh, Brother Ali. Yeah. So Brother Ali is fairly new to the generation. Yeah. How does that, how do you get the approval for that? Or how do you say, you know what, yeah, this cat is it, are you, do you stay active in the scene? As in, do you listen to new cats? Or? See, I, I've known R.A. for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. I met him a long time ago. He actually told me when he met me, I I didn't remember meeting him. He told me what the whole meeting was and everything. And I said something to him that had a big impact on him. I didn't even remember that, but he's like, yeah, I was just like a little kid. I just came up to you. I said, yo, I, I'm R.A., I rap or whatever, and you told me such and such, and yeah. that was like huge for me. Um, but he's a lyrical dude, and I always like to collaborate with lyrical dudes because, you know, it's like um, it's like playing like um, like basketball or something. It's just like, come on, let's 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 play a little one on one or whatever, and you just everybody's doing their moves or whatever, and. Um, so it was just like a fun, a fun exercise. I knew it would be a, a great challenge, um, and um, so that's why I did that. But a lot of the other collaborations, like Pause One and and, and and other cats, it's like it's it's business. But then you get to meet the people, you know. But you make the you make the decision to do certain tracks as a business decision, like the beat. Love that Pause One beat. Yeah. So from the gate, I love the beat. So, um, but we we did business. And then I got to meet him and see that he was a cool dude, and then that just takes it to a, a different place. But you know, um, I I get emails and hit on Facebook constantly about you know collaborations and doing this and doing that, and it's usually new cats just coming up, just trying to get their name out there. And for me, like I know there's a lot of cats 
that have uh, been in the game as long as me who won't collaborate with those dudes. Yeah. They just be like, yo, that dude is whack. I'm not doing, not doing a song with that dude. Mm-hmm. And I don't view it that way. I view it like he has fans too. Like he's going to, you don't know what that kid's going to turn into. Mm-hmm. And really it ain't about, it's about your performance on his record, making sure that you do your best on the record. As long, yeah. as, you, as, long as I like the beat, as long as I'm into the track, I'm down to do it. Sounds if if like the business is right. You just want to make music. And yeah. if that cat happens to be someone that's asking and the beat's proper and he's has a decent amount of skills, I'll work with Do Why Not. Decent amount of skills and money. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So can, can I can I can I buy a, Ma- a Master Ace collab? Is that the way it works? Yeah. If I go, hey, I got so and so much money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I know if there's. I, if there's... I like the beat, if I if I don't like the beat, I'm gonna say, yo, man, you gotta send me some more beats. I can't do it off for this beat. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest with you, like. I, I can't write to a beat that I don't like. It's just mm. not going to be a good verse. Yeah. I could write it, but it's not going to be a good verse. And yeah. and I would think that you would want a good verse. Yeah, you want to be much involved in it as that person that's kidding you up for the collaboration is. Yeah. And if you don't feel the beat, it's not going to happen. Right. It's not going to be good. It's just, you know. How, so you've, you've obviously turned down collabos. And are oh, the collabos that you've wanted to do that you just haven't gone to yet or you never will again? Not necessarily. I mean, it's people that have reached out that Wanted me to do it on the strength, yeah. for the love, you know that kind of stuff. For and the scene, man. But what they don't understand is that this is what I do for a living. Mm-hmm. So this is part of those collaborations are part of my income for the year. And you know, you saying do it on the strength means that you know that electric bill ain't gonna get paid that month. Yeah, so yeah. I, that's how I view it. That's yeah. how I view it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what is what is your kid? You have one. You one said, daughter. One, one daughter. She's nine. She, she's nine. Yeah. Has she gotten a sense of who ma- her, her dad is yet? Just a sense. And she's she, she's seen a couple little YouTube clips or whatever. It's it's funny to her. She's like, oh, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing up there? Like, are you, why are you? You know, she yeah. don't. She doesn't know the impact because she doesn't know the history of the the music yet. Like, she doesn't know where I fit in all of that. So. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Or do you recognize yourself as that? N- not really. Um, do you see yourself as that? I mean, I'm I, more I'm more dad dad than anything. That's how I feel. Oh, you, so now you're more dad than you are. I'm Master dad Ace? husband. I'm dad husband first. Yeah. Master Ace second because real life consumes me, and and music is almost an escape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's very refreshing to hear you say that because I feel some people don't understand that or they they, they just they, have it probably flipped the other yeah, way yeah they have it flipped the way yeah. I'm blank before I'm anything else yeah, 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 so nah. this is the way I gotta live so my wife's gonna have to adjust to that whoever I marry is gonna have to adjust to that uh, you know um, you know my friends they gotta dig first down this is who I am you know And but I, I think it's a very mature way of looking at it the way you're doing it and that's the people it's the same thing I tell people now like I can't go home and be like yo I can't be spinning freestyles to my wife all day you know what I'm saying She'll yeah. get out of here you know exactly. I can't you know Asking for breakfast. Yo, Ma, breakfast. You know, you can't do it like that. How long did it take you? Did you always know that? Or did it take you a while to understand that, hey, I need to tone it down? Because you have to. I've I've always, I've I've never been that guy, though. Like That's hard to, that's hard to to, to believe. I've never been that guy. That's just, it's that that was instilled in me early, though, Mm. from my mother. Like, don't get, don't get too full of yourself thinking that you're too much of this or too much of that so I yeah. always was just kind of a humble kid like yeah. I was the kid like my mo- I was the only child so my mother would 
always be trying to buy me stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, you like these pants? Or you like this jacket? And I was like, nah, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I don't need that. It's uh, Like, it's cool, but I, I don't need another jacket. I'm good. Mm. Like, I knew how to say, because there are kids that will take, 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 take. And I just learned at an early age to not be that way. And okay. um, all I can all I can really associate it with is just how I was raised. Mm. You had a good upbringing. I believe so, yeah. Okay, that's respectable. I like that. What do you see it now as hip-hop? At one point when you started, it was this mysterious something to do. And then little by little, you had to have seen it like, oh, man, this is really catching up. This is really being it. I'm, I don't know if you at one point said, like, whoa, this is literally, literally taking over the world. Like, this has a, 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 a global influence. Well, now, though, how do you see hip-hop? How do you view it? I mean, it's a obviously multi-probably billion-dollar industry from the commercial side. Yes. On the Kanye West, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Eminem side of it, mm-hmm. it's a multi-billion-dollar, you know, industry. And fans need to understand that there are levels to this music that's a level we understand that level that's the commercial level that's popular audience people consume that at a at a high rate but once those pop fans start to really really dig into this music deeper and start to see that there's all these other le- levels and layers of talent and music and sounds that are coming out that are that are really good um then they'll start to get it. I just think like the, it's so geared. It's it's more about the pop audience than it is about the real audience. And um, when that pop audience starts to discover cats like myself and others that do it at a different level, but it's still super good, then that's when it'll get really. That's when hip hop will be. It'll balance itself out, and then we'll be in a good place. Do you feel that it's not right now? No, it's not balanced out at all. It's not in a good place. It's not in a good place just because um, the majority of fans aren't aware of anything that isn't on the radio. Mm. The majority of fans don't, they literally don't know about certain albums that come out that are super good albums because it's not being played on the radio. Mm-hmm. And, and and maybe some of those fans will never, ever, you know, seek it out. But, you know, I'm of the hope that more and more fans will start to at least visit the underground and see what it has to offer because there's good music there. Yeah. So you still you consider yourself an underground MC? That's all I can be. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not above ground. I'm not a commercial artist. That's for sure. Um, I haven't had a song on the radio since '96. There somewhere around there. '96, mm-hmm. '97. That's the last time I had a song on the radio. So, so okay. Because the, the reason I asked that specifically, some independent artists don't want to be referred to as underground artists. Do you because, make a, 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 a differentiation? You know why? Because there's a there's a negative connotation that somebody put on underground. It means that you don't sell any records, that you don't have any fans, that you're performing for 13 dudes, that's, that's your homeboys, yeah. and that's who you're performing in front of, and, you know, in some smoky, weeded-out room. And... um there's levels to that too. Mm-hmm. There's levels to the underground as well. Um, there's a there's a up there's a there's a there's a top tier of underground artists, and then there are the dudes that just perform for their homeboys, 
rent out a club and it's just their f- 25 friends that they're performing and screaming and yelling and you know I'm not that yeah but I'm definitely not Jay-Z Kanye mm. did you want to be Jay-Z Kanye one day it would have been cool you know mm-hmm. it, it, that time's passed for me no 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 I understand that I took I have I, I, I took a, I took a swing at it you know what I'm saying um when I put out sitting on Chrome, that was my that was my attempt to be a bigger a bigger name artist, an everyday household name, a commercial artist that sold millions and millions of records. Um, Delicious Vinyl, my, my label at the time, based right in LA. Uh, they asked me to put to put together a record that they could market to not just to the popular audience, but to the car culture to um the uh the commercial audience and so that the result of that was this record called sitting on chrome and i said okay here you go i'm handing you what you asked for Mm -hmm. you got inc rod you got sitting on chrome you got a bunch of other records um you guys say that you can take this to the next level here you go go and it didn't happen Mm bunch of different reasons why it didn't happen but ultimately it didn't happen and I was like okay I gave you what you asked for you didn't do it what you said you were going to do and then we parted ways right after that album why not make another attempt or did you, it, then you just... no well you know what there were there were songs that were recorded after that that were trying to be those attempts but that was because I was under a contract with uh, another major um, being asked to do these records, that's what I was referring to mm-hmm. earlier when I said uh, being in these meetings and being asked to do certain types of records. I was in a deal at a time where uh, Bad Boy, uh, Puff, Puff's his label was really, really controlling the airwaves with all of these kind of um, disco-influenced, R&B-influenced rap songs. That's what was dominating the radio at that time. Talking about late 90s. And um, I was asked to basically compete with those records. Give, mm-hmm. give us some records that have that vibe. Give us a Juicy. Give us a yeah. Big Papa. Give us that. Yeah, okay. give us that. You know, um, they were like, Yo, you know, you should collaborate with Brian McKnight or Changing Faces. There you go. This is, this is what was being suggested yeah. to me. And that's when I knew that I was in the wrong place. Um, but I did record records that I have to this day that never been heard where you'll hear lyric, lyrical content that was trying to attempt to give them, again, what they were asking for um, mm-hmm. and and still stay true to myself. So it was like a it was definitely a, a tightrope that I was walking with the lyrics, with the content. Um, I didn't I never went all the way there because that's just, I just not in me to go all the way there. But, you know, the car references, the rim references, the girl references you know, little designer comments here and there. But none of that stuff was really what was in my heart. It was what I was being told that needed to happen. And then that deal didn't even, didn't last. So that that album got shelved. And the next thing I recorded was Disposable Arts. Yeah, well, as a hip-hop head, I'm going to say I'm kind of happy it didn't work out that way. So am I, so am I. I mean... I think I played some of the songs for Wordsworth and um, Punch and those guys. Yeah. Words was like, yo, man... If this would have came out, brother, I don't know, man. I don't uh, know. If I don't you, know. EMC. Would I wouldn't be. have been messing with you. I don't know if I'd be messing with you. Well, see, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. 
you know, hip hop knows what it's doing, man. Like yeah. life has a plan for everyone, I believe. Yes, I, I, I am, and it's become very apparent to me that you were meant to sit there. I was meant to sit here, and everyone on that booth is meant to be out there at this time of the day. At this, I, I feel life has a pattern and it understands. And it's when we try to fight that pattern or fight that plan that life gets really depressing and complicated for everyone. So if you just let life guide you down the path without you being a victim of it, yeah. your life will be a lot better. I'm, 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 I think you're right on the right track with that. Um, there's a couple of things I want to get into because I want to bring your partner in here so you guys can start yeah. talking. Yeah. I got a couple segments I want to get into with you. Okay. You willing to play? Yeah, let's go. Okay, so the first segment that I have is I'm I know... set up for this. Yeah, trust me. You ain't heard nothing yet. <laughs> first segment I want is a minute, um, two or three minutes of venting the Master X. Yeah. This fucking ride home was being like, man, depressing. I left my, I didn't even get my, my travel pillow on my neck. You know what I'm saying? Like, All right. I want some venting. All right. So we came out here on this trip, right? And we had two days in L.A. So I booked uh, I booked a room. There's a there's a website, a, a, a app, a company called Airbnb where you can basically, instead of going to a hotel, you yeah. can rent like an apartment, a two-bedroom, a three-bedroom apartment where you got the kitchen you got the whole nine yards so i went on airbnb on the app because i never had the app i always used to did it on my laptop okay so i downloaded the app to my phone I'm, oh they got an app now this is real cool i'm gonna book this room so i look on there i see this dope like luxury uh apartment on sunset right across the street from the comedy stores like perfect location had they had a they had a gym the whole nine yards like this is what's up I send it to my man Power. I say, yo, this is where we're going to be staying. I'm about to book this right now. Boom. I go back to the app. I booked the room, or so I thought I booked the room. Uh-huh. Right? Um, what happened was I got a confirmation two weeks before we was going to come out here saying, your room is booked for Carson, California, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Carson? What the? F- book no room in Carson? I went back on the thing, and I look, and I'm like, this is not the place that I meant to book you booked the wrong place i booked the wrong place and they had already taken like uh like six hundred dollars from from my off my credit card so i immediately hit them back and was like yo this isn't the right place um i need to cancel this room and yeah. and book something else so cancel the room now the the, the policy says the service fees is like a 60 something dollar service fee that's not non-refundable so i'm like okay cool but i'm gonna get the rest of my money but i'm gonna get back my five and change yeah I get my refund. It's two fifty. Mm. I'm like, yo, what's up with that? So I hit them up, and they're like, yo, um, you 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 checked off. You agreed to the the renter's policy, which was seven days or more. You only get back fifty percent of your oh. deposit. Now I saw seven days, but my th- I'm thinking seven days. You have up to seven days. Before you, you know, if if you, in other words, if if you're six days before your booking, I'm thinking you're gonna only get half your money back. But if you're before seven days, you good. Yeah. No. What he meant was, from the day I booked it, if I cancel tomorrow, I'm only getting half of my money back. So I was going back and forth with them like, yo, this is some bullshit. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, I've been fighting with these dudes for the last week basically trying to get the rest of my money back and it's not looking good for me but I'm just pissed off because I like Airbnb I like their service you know the place we stayed was cool it was on Sunset different place but 
I'm just like, I don't like that policy. I said they need to have a policy that um, where they supersede any policy that seems a little bit off 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 the beaten path. And so we're in this little litigation you right now about a policy it. where your other policies don't matter if you fall within this policy. Yeah, it's something that supersedes <laughs> that crap. Yo, I was pissed off, though, like. So I'm pretty much out like two hundred fifty nine dollars on a oh. on a on a mistake that yeah. I of a button. I probably just I don't even Carson wasn't in my search, so I don't know how the hell I booked the Carson property when I wasn't even in my search. But whatever. So you got me mad. I don't know why you made me go there. <laughs> You're all pissed. I'm pissed man. off now. <laughs> That's what I like about you, man. Like, okay, the, the, <laughs> I like the fact that you're not your standard rapper. And I mean, like, I offered you something to drink. You're like, I don't drink. Hey, the smoke. Well, I don't smoke. Can I have some fruits and vegetables, please? I mean, I'm like, all right. And then you show up with hummus. Like, <laughs> like, I'm like come on, B. Like, that, that ain't hip-hop, B. That ain't yo, <laughs> I don't care what hip-hop is. I'm just being me, man. Yeah. I, you know, I, all I could do is be me. Yeah. What, that, when did the healthy come in? I came in. Has it always been that? No, it hasn't always been. I was, I was, I was Wendy's. Cause touring is a yeah. lot of late nights, so I'm like yeah. two in the morning. Dog, let's go get that cheeseburger. And that's what, and that, and that's what used to go down. And yeah. I'll be honest with you, if I had stayed on, you know, the path that I was on, from from back then to now, you wouldn't see 175 pounds sitting here. You yeah. would see probably 230 sitting here, yeah. looking crazy and. Well, um, obviously, I'm a health nut myself. Yeah, I can tell, man. You know what I'm saying? I can tell. You're in the you gym know, every you know, other day. Every, every other day. Yeah. And that's because I'm, you know, sometimes you get mad, I gotta yeah. rest a little bit. You be doing them dips with the chicken nuggets and everything. You know how you do the thumb push ups? Yeah, word I, up. I, that's, I would do it with pinkies. All right. You well, know what I'm saying? That's how I, I mean, I just. I get these chiseled figures. I, um, you know, I had, I had to kind of come to the realization that it was going to be one thing or the other. And. If I stayed on kind of the path that I was on with nutrition and how I was eating, as I got older, I'm 47 years old. So the older I get, if I keep beating my body up with this bad stuff, it's not going to be, you know, I got a daughter now. I want her, I want to see her walk down the aisle. I want to see, you know, life is still in front of me. So, yeah. you know, and then my mom, my mom passing away in 2005 had a big effect because she, she was 51 years old. Oh, young. Mad young. And uh, uh, and uh, that just kind of threw me for, threw me for a loop. And now you're like, I'm not that far from that. Exactly. I want to be. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Right. I respect that. Yeah. I understand that. All F- right. Fifty four, actually. I'm sorry. Okay. I respect that. I understand it. And I, you know what? I'm doing the same thing. So I, I'm joking aside. I'm watching what I eat now. I'm drinking more water. I, I'm taking. What am I taking, babe? Like a jujitsu class or some some or the other? Kickboxing. No, it's like a Muay Thai. Okay. I'm taking Muay Thai classes now. All right. you know, so in case, case anybody come up here try to front on you, you, you know can what I'm saying? I tighten them up real I ain't quick. Ain't having that. Right <laughs> As the times change, we're coming to a turning point. We can't do it the same way we used to. Followed in the footsteps of having a good rep. Whoever said I changed the world, that was a good guess. Who had the girl that looked best and could dress? Slap boxing, stealing things. For the hood test. Nightly, I was contemplating what I might be An MC, Dr. Lawyer, a felon with strike three Nike, Jordan commercials, Mars with Spike Lee Do the right thing, school days change my psyche The world of materialism, black college tradition Financial aid, tapping Pell was a scholar's tuition Claim we knew the value of a dollar, we didn't 
wasted on Corona bottles, McDonald's and Winston's No direction, I was getting out of bed slow My mind traveled places that I couldn't make my legs go Wasting check dough from part time at a deco For girls, grand tomb, car shows and black expo Where do we go from here? As the times change, we're coming to a turning point Can't do it the same way we used to Ushering a new day up living life with no concern with it permanent curves in the road we just turned with it was like a tournament how we played on the streets of this big apple that got a worm in it had to earn in it pack groceries and toted bags just so we could sport imported tags and though we didn't have a wealth of green stepping on the scene crisp and clean gave us self-esteem Guess was fresh, but I just dressed Benetton Compared to those squares, I was a Pentagon Calling my man on the intercom Hey yo Malik, come downstairs and see what I spent it on Weekends went to 40 deuce We were sipping on more duck, trying to get shorties loose Best friends, I was with them all We was all dressed up, taking flicks by the picture wall And before it got stupid cold the neighborhood football games was like the Super Bowl We played Cephalo, Van Dyke, Tilden Bring your helmet, meet me in the back of the building Hammer was the beast, KK the best runner The Wooten Brothers, when I think back, I just wonder I sit and wonder about these different guys And what that turning point was, they gave us different lives Where do we go from here? As the times change, we're coming to a turning point Can't do it the same All I did was rap and spit a couple bars I had a job in the crib, copped a couple cars Might have party too much, been in a couple bars Watched all of them get they shine, now what's up with ours? We stay consistent, you can tell that by the rules we play And we work hard, you can see that in the dues we pay The time could be right now, or it might be years away And EMC is a movement, but we here to stay yeah, basically the path you chose kinda shakes me You know how the story ends, but you wait and see Big dreams, all the bullshit you weaved out now you reroute and went the weed route I stayed spitting But what kind of man would I be if my style wasn't in mint condition? I'm so concerned Cause it seems to be a turning point is now no point of return As the times change We're coming to a turning point Can't do it the same way we used to Gotta do some Are things differently
top five. Top, I need Master Ace top five musical influences. Oh, my personal musical Your influences is top personal, five. It don't have to be hip hop. It could be okay. Top um, five. Top five musical influences. Um, I'm gonna say Chic, Good Times. That song, in, in particular, mm-hmm. Chic, Good Times is definitely one. Um, I'm gonna say Slick Rick. Um, I'm gonna say Big Daddy Kane slash Rakim because really, those I'm gonna say actually, and this is all one. I'm gonna say LL Cool J slash Big Daddy Kane slash Rakim. Yeah, that's all one. Okay, those were the three cats for me. Whatever, whatever I was, however I was writing at that time, it all kind of got turned on his ear when I heard those dudes spit what they were spitting and how they were spitting, and I realized that there was there was a whole different way of doing this. Like, because we were all, at that time, and I say we, I mean pretty much every rapper, we were all rhyming the last word of each line. Blah, 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 cat. Blah, 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 bat. And then Kane and these guys, Kane and Rakim was like, blah, blah, bat, blah, blah, rat. Blah, blah, sat, blah, blah, fat. I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know you could, I didn't know you could, Put a bunch, and then Kane was like black, fat, sat, cat, hat, mat, bat. I'm like, whoa, okay. It just opened up my brain to possibilities lyrically. LL came with the with the he was the first really what I call rap big words rapper. You know, in mountable beat subject of discussion. You're motivated by the aid of percussion. He's la- dropping all these words that you had to look up. Like, what, 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 what? and so all of those things kind of became one 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 thing for me and um so so that's that's two right yeah um two with like eight people in yeah yeah <laughs> musical influences um i said slick rick already yeah that's so that's three that's, that's three that's yeah. right so that's three uh, and then um dang this is hard man um very hard i'm gonna say gil scott heron because gil his scott? his album his albums were in my mother's collection, and I got my whole—I got a hold of the, the, his poem home, "Revolution" when I be televised, and that actually was the backdrop for um, a song on my very first album called "Take a Look Around." It wasn't even a song; it was a poem. I basically took his format, I used his music, and I did a poem um, about my neighborhood and take a look around and 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 kind of. It, it connected the poetry part of it with, with with music to me, and then um the last one I probably would say probably say Earth Wind and Fire, mm. and that's because my mother had just about every album they ever made, and as a kid I would play those albums over and over and over again, and even though I never sampled them or or, or anything like that, um they just influenced me in a way that. I knew I wanted to do music. Looking at those album covers, I wanted to do something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I understand it. Strong five. I like that. Yeah. But what really interests me and what's going to tell me more about you is your bottom five. Because your bottom five give me a better perception of what standards you hold in music. You know what I'm okay. So I need Master Ace bottom five. Bottom five musical. Acts or whatever. Okay. Dag, I'm going to say... 
I'm sorry, Vanilla Ice is one of them. Oh, sorry, dude. Ice, Ice, you baby? Nah, fam, you don't feel nah. the ninja power? Not at all. MC Hammer. Really? He's a one bottom five. I mean, okay. I'm sure he's a nice guy and all, but he came that, out. He came how, out. He came out dissing Run DMC. I was not with that. I at heard. All. I actually heard he was like a thug. Like he's straight. Whatever. <laughs> what I got to do with it? He's in my bottom five. Okay. MCs, musical, whatever rappers. <laughs> MC Hammer. Um. Bottom five. Wow. Um, Vanilla Ice. Yeah. MC Hammer. Those are kind of easy targets, I know. Um, actually, <laughs> I know. It's actually the first time anyone's, everyone's mentioned them on the show. Really? Yeah. Okay. This is going to be kind of mean. Okay. Proswell. Pros from the Fugees. Pros. Okay. Pros. Yeah. All right. And, and, and I'm sure he's probably a nice guy. <laughs> but you never thought his stuff. Nah. Even Fuji's props. Uh, nah, not the solo. Not even the verses. Mm. Nah. Just sorry. You know. No, no. Hey. You asking me? To, you asking me? Your to go honest there, opinion. I'm I'm just, I, want, you know, I want your honest. I'm gonna I'm get. Is them. there anything specific you didn't like about props? It's just like delivery or just performing yeah. or. It was. It was the delivery. It was the rhymes that were written. It just. I don't. I don't. That wasn't his thing. Okay. <laughs> Hip hop wasn't Proz's thing. No rapping. Oh, rapping was it? <laughs> I know he produced some of the stuff, and that yeah, the production was cool. I just think he didn't need to really rap. Okay. Um, Dag, you put me under mad pressure right yeah, now. Yeah, man, it's the hot mad seat. Mad pressure, mad pressure. Um, Vanilla Ice, Hammer, bottom and five, bottom five. Because it's got to be like. It could. It don't have to be a rapper though. It could be nah. like a, a movement or, a, or whatever, or right? Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm really, I'm really going through the Rolodex crazy right now. I'm gonna say Universal, Universal Music Group, <laughs> the whole Universal, the, label? the whole thing. <laughs> okay, they just their their business wasn't. Business was terrible. <laughs> that sucks. Their business was terrible. Um, and and so they, you get one more. They shammed on a lot of stuff. Um. Since we since I said since I said nah, I ain't gonna do that. I was gonna I was gonna go I was gonna really go there, but I ain't gonna oh, go there. Oh come on! Nah nah nah. He's a he's a he's an executive that half half these people don't even know who he is. <laughs> um, my last bottom five is corporate America and how they latched on to hip hop for their own personal gain but mm. never really gave anything back to it mm-hmm. they they made money they did they threw us in their commercials and threw our music in their commercials and had more, had people dancing around and break dancing and spinning on their heads to sell a cheeseburger and, and never gave anything back mcdonald's rap word yeah i'm with you we usually throw somebody in there for you for the guest but i'm sure you got no idea who it is so it's not even worth mentioning okay We'll move on. Okay, good. See, this is what I'm talking about. See, now we get to know Master Ace on a different level, yeah. on a different different sense. That's that's what I was looking for. Before I bring your partner in, I'm gonna get these these last this last segment in. Okay. And then we we'll bring them in here, and you do the the the, the promo you want to do for the show and everything like that. So the last thing is you 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 fit right? You fit, dude. Uh, I think I am okay. <laughs> I think I'm okay. You you a boxing fan at all? Fan. Fighter. You UFC anything like that? Nah, boxing more than UFC. Okay. Um, but I'm not. I'm not. I can't. Like we went to a gym the other day down in Oxnard. It was like yeah. a pretty f- famous gym, and you know my boy Strick and my boy Power. They 
they're way more into boxing. Yeah, so power's all ripped, dude. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a protein shake. But it seems dude. to me if I were to start swinging, Mass Mass can handle himself. Yeah, I mean, I'm from Brownsville. I, you know, I've, I had to defend myself my whole, you know, from pretty much from fourth grade. Okay, good. On, because we're gonna do something I like to call twelve rounds. Okay. Where I'm gonna ask you twelve questions. Okay. Each more difficult than the last. Okay. If you answer all twelve honestly, you're the champion. You win. You go home with the belt. Okay. If you cannot answer the question, or you will not answer the question, you win. You will be knocked out. I'm the champion. Okay. I get that hat signed and autographed. It all depends on what hat. This hat. Yeah, that hat. Oh man. And I don't know. I don't, you know. We gotta the, see. What, the jacket's uh, too small, but the hat I could rock. Let me see what you, these questions look like. Oh, see, but you can't. You can't, I can't show them to you. No, no. I mean, I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm Are I'm you willing to myself. play twelve rounds, Mercedes? Let's play. Let's okay. play. I'm game. You're game. Round number one. Simple. What is your favorite part about your craft? Performing. Round number two. What is your least favorite part about your craft? Promoters. Mm, that's a very popular answer around here. <laughs> Round number three. If you could collaborate with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? DJ Premier. That still hasn't happened. Nope. It's going to happen, though. I can't. I don't, I don't understand how that hasn't happened yet. You know, there's a mixtape called Ace versus Premier. You have nothing to do with where they. I thought you might have because mm-hmm. you, you you mentioned something on like that kind of early mm-hmm. uh, where they just put your. Well, I mean, I could have swore you had. They put a premiere beat in your lyrics on top. Oh. Fly. A whole mixtape. A whole tape. You had no idea that that went down. Huh? I would like to hear that. <laughs> okay. Number four. What are you most proud of for round number four? Performing at the London Arena. In 1991, opening up for Public Enemy and EPMD in front of 15,000 people. Mm. That was my first time ever doing an international show. I had no idea that people on the other side of the ocean even knew my music, and 15,000 people showed me mad love in, in the UK. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's amazing. Round number five, what are you most ashamed of? What are you least proud of? I would say the Lyricist Lounge party um, in New York that happened in two thousand around two thousand one when I when I made the made the mistake of trying to battle this cat and go off the top of the head when I really wasn't prepared for the battle and it was just a bad night and I, <laughs> I it was a decision that I let my pride kind of get in the way if I was using my brain instead of my pride I wouldn't even have got involved in that it. that still bugs you huh it bugs me yeah why. But, just cause I, cause I'm stupid and 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 I knew better and I was just like you know f that you know this is hip hop whatever, but it wasn't it wasn't the right decision to make. Hmm, it's interesting. Round number six. What is your biggest fear? Hmm, that I get sick and can't perform for my fans again anymore. Hmm, like I throat cancer or something like that. Well, I have I have MS. I uh, I had mentioned that in an interview recently that I made an announcement, and so, you know, from what I hear, it affects over time your your ability to move, walk, things like that. So, um, that's why I run I jump around on stage like a nut because I'm gonna use I'm gonna use this energy while I got it while while I can still while these legs is working good. Yeah, I'm gonna use it. It's respectable. Round number seven. 
Who would you take a bullet for? So there's a bullet flying through the sky. Who would you jump in front of that? No, my daughter. That's easy. Yeah. Without a doubt. Round number eight. Who would you let that bullet hit? Mm. I'm not not saying you shoot someone. That's Mm -hmm. not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm saying same bullet. Yeah. You Mm. don't shout though. Like that's a that's a that's a list. Um, (laughs) You can line them all up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who would you let that bullet hit? It's a few people. Just promoting Pasadena for sure. <laughs> for one of your recent shows? Yeah, I could. It's a list, but. Well, who would you yeah. let that bullet hit? I'm gonna go with the. Uh, what, what's the name of the venue? I gotta say the venue. Uh oh. Um. What's the name of that stupid venue? It's actually a cool venue, but the, dude, the one you just the, had at it. Yeah. Rex. No, no, no. It's in Pasadena. Pasadena. Yeah, this was like a couple months ago, December. I performed there. Anyway, the past, the cats who performed it, they know who I'm talking about. His name is Joseph, the owner of that venue in Pasadena. You would dome show that dude. Okay, I'm not about that dude. <laughs> I'll never perform in that spot again. Really? It was that bad? He's he that. He's just a whack dude. Damn. Like that, out of all the people in the world, there's one guy. And it's really recent, because got... it, it's, it's like still fresh, and I'm out here on the West, and it just, since I've been out here, I've been thinking about it. Hmm. Been bugging you. I like that. <laughs> Round number nine. Who would you never work with ever ever work with Chief Keef you would never work with Chief Keef no I had no idea you would even know who the hell Chief Keef is how can you not know <laughs> there's like cats I don't expect Master Ace to like bother with you know what I'm saying Like, I mean it's there you you, you can't ignore stuff you gotta see what it is okay why him in particular um I don't I don't know that me and him could ever do anything that would <laughs> sound halfway like music because yeah. Yeah. he himself doesn't do that so why right. would it work I got right. you <laughs> round number 10 so you're doing pretty good you know what I'm saying down to the last it's, three it's the final round oh it's 13 yeah. rounds yeah no 12 okay. 12, 12. Okay. I mean we can go old school and go like well, how do they go what did they win like 25 before 15 you know? is it, they went 15 yeah. oh that's too many Ali and them dudes mm. Before that, though, they used to go way longer than that, didn't they? I don't know about before that. I, I, since since it was, a, a, you know, like a, a sanctioned yeah. event, 15. it was like 15. Damn, yeah. that's a lot of fucking rounds. That was heavyweights. <laughs> Round number 10. Do you believe in God? Absolutely. Is this like a a being that's controlling and maneuvering, or is it more like a spirit? In I, a... I don't know. I know that I'm... Not necessarily a religious person, but I'm I'm definitely a spiritual person, and I know, I know there's something bigger than us. Mm-hmm. You know um, what the name of that is. I don't really, I can't say for sure if God is the correct name or what. But I do, I do know that there's a picture that we can't see while we're here on this earth that we'll see when we when we when we pass on. Um, and I believe that that's there. There's so many things that that happen around our lives that. We um, we can't explain, but we can explain it, and um, you know, um, I definitely believe that we have angels, it's people that have that are that have been in our lives that have passed on that still look over us and guide us in certain things and get us out of stuff that something oh, I almost got hit by that car and I can't believe I you know there's something else out there yeah without a doubt okay I understand that. Round 11, what is your strongest insecurity? What are you most insecure about? Mm, um, I think it's my 
my tummy. It's not really a tummy anymore, but it's not where I want it to be. Yeah, like a gross itty or an outie yeah. or something like that. No, no, no. It's just it's just my um, you know, the the forty year old gut gut. It's just. It, it's... I mean, obviously, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, you know I know you don't know. I mean, <laughs> I know you don't know, but uh, yeah, <clears throat> um. <laughs> It's something that uh, that's that's your biggest insecurity. I mean, I look in the mirror. And the fact like, that you like I don't want to be the fat old guy. Outside. I don't want I don't want to be the fat old guy, yo. There's way <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to be the skinny fat guy with the gut. Yeah, yeah. That, that's which is worse than being just a regular fat guy. It's worse because yeah. you're skinny. Everything else is skinny. Legs, everything, and then you got just <laughs> shirt sticking out. Like but you that. don't drink beer, so that should you should be good with. Thank that. goodness. I, I wonder what I would look like if I did. It'd be, be terrible. <laughs> All right. Cheeseburgers. Yeah. Okay, I'm with you on that. Well, this is it. Last round. Okay. That's it. You go home. You're the champion. So far, you haven't scared me. I can't imagine what this last one's going to be. Well, I mean, it's the best I could do. Okay. You know, and this is the ultimate question. The question and all questions. Round 12, Master Ace. Why? Why what? Why? Why? That's the question? The question is why. Why not? I'm answering a question with a question. I don't know. Judges? Uh, I'll answer it. That's a a thumbs down, man. I can answer it differently. Okay. Well, the question I'm posing in front of you is why? Because it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's the best answer. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Because you feel it necessary. Yes. Respectfully, thank you for everything today. This has been a thorough, a thorough, <laughs> a thorough uh, sit down. It's like it's like a TV talk show or something. Well, you know, well, I have been referred to as the Barbara Walters of hip hop. Well, I don't want to put it out there, but you, you got to make people cry though if you're going to be doing that. You Dude, know? I was. You know who it was too? Is Wacko? He's walking around out there. He's like, bro. He puts his arm around me and he goes, bro. You're like the Barbara Walters of hip hop. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment or what. I was thinking like the James Lipton. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I'd have been cool with that. But he went straight for the barber wall. At least it's not the Oprah. What's dude on CNN that, that just, uh, the weird looking dude that I think he just Walter retired. Cronkite. No. No. Recent dude. Larry. Larry, Larry, uh, Larry King. Larry King. Maybe. That, how about that? Mm, no? Come on now. No? All right. Can I be the Montel? Montel won't even interview people like that. Yeah, no but more, I, though. Oh, I'm saying though, like, give me some. Jerry Springer would be too much. But oh, he's I, corny. You know, that's not. That's a talk show. That's yeah, different. Interview. I don't know. I think Larry King or um, what's Geraldo? The Geraldo of hip hop. Wow, that's too much. <laughs> Sally Jesse Raphael. You got to work on your mustache first. Oh man, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with the stash. Huh? <laughs> what do you think? You got. It has to be a dude, though. It has to be a dude. Yeah, it I, I, I feel you. I think Larry King or what's the dude on um isn't he on Showtime? On Showtime. Yeah, yeah. He has like the little panel. He had he had Nas up there recently. Um I man, my goal, honestly, is sway. That's what I want to be. If okay. I'm st- if I'm if I'm gonna stick to this, I wanna be what Sway is right now. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm gonna do his show pretty soon. We're going up to his, his serious satellite show. Yeah, see? There you go. Yeah. Well, you've been here first, tell him. Yeah, I'll tell him. Tell him now, you fucked up. Homie. He knows you exist. Yeah, come on now. I don't know. Come on now, it's my, it's my road dog right there. You being serious? Or you I have no, I have no idea. I'm sure he doesn't know that. Okay. I'm sure he has no idea who I am. I have, I tag him on shit. 
He's a regular. I, he's 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 actually he's actually a pretty regular dude. Man. Is he? Yeah. Man, I love to meet Sway one day. He's a regular dude, man. I'm gonna walk in with the same headdress as him and just throw him off. He's as regular as you can be when you're at the level that he's at. Yeah. Put it like that. It's amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, I had a blast. It's been amazing. Where's my man? You gonna let my man come? I'm in? with you. All right. All right. Yeah. Process. Okay. I would love. <laughs> I love to have you back whenever you're in town. It'd be amazing to have you guys come through. Yeah. Um, there, but there, you brought a couple people with you. I did. Who did you bring? I bought. Well, I brought my man Power, Baby Power. Yeah. Who people may know from the Lyricist Lounge TV show. Right. He's been in. He's been in at least two hundred and fifty hip hop videos throughout the years. The little, the little mean face kid with the gigantic afro. <laughs> he still has all that hair. The Malu Palo of hip hop. Yeah, the power power Malu <laughs> of hip hop. Okay. And um. So he's been he, he came on the on the on the road with me as my kind of musical director. I don't say DJ because he's not a DJ. Mm-hmm. You know he doesn't want to insult real DJs who spin vinyl. And Is he performing and, with you? He's behind the music. Mm. He's controlling the so music. No on stage. At all no, no, no. He does get on the mic and help out on a couple of lines here and there, but he's basically in control of the music and making sure that things run smoothly. Yeah. And I also bought uh, one of the partners in the group that we spoke about. Yeah. Um, EMC. I bought my boy Strickland, who's yeah. a, a very incredible MC from Milwaukee, USA, yeah. from Wisconsin, and uh, he's been he's been going on the road with me since 2001. We did the first Disposable Arts tour in '01. I took him, Punchline, and Wordsworth. We've been touring together, and uh, I've been bringing him on the road with me ever since then. Well, Strickland, if you're out there, we'd love to have you come in, say what's up to the people. Is he out? He might be asleep. Yeah, he knocked out. I think. He had he got at, he got into that hummus. There he comes. He's there he, out. he probably didn't even say me none. Ate all the hummus. <laughs> you, you kill the hummus? Yeah, that shit's dead. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work. Strickland. What up? What up? What up? Real famous. Nah, I don't know about all that, but. I mean, you, dude. You you guys EMC has been around forever and 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 right rightfully so, but I like to know I like well I like the fact that you it's still continuous, that it's not, it wasn't in the past. A lot of artists go, oh I've been in this group I've been the you talk about it I'm in this group currently and it's still going strong. Yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. About uh, just being in EMC. Yeah, absolutely. And what you're doing here with Ace and all that good stuff. Well, you know, um, it all started. Back in 99, 2000, I was signed to Tommy Boy. Yeah. Um, I had just signed, so they put me on a on a mixtape run through the summer to kind of get my name bubbling. So I did maybe seven, eight mixtapes that summer, just verses and different songs. And Ace wound up, I, I wound up being on the same mixtape with Ace. Mm-hmm. And he heard it. He liked, he liked my verse and called the DJ and was like, hey, who's this kid? Uh, strict from Milwaukee. Milwaukee? That's what everybody say. Milwaukee. Yeah. Like, well, it's what? not the number one place you think of <laughs> hip hop. I'm thinking milk and cheese. <laughs> I actually have a shirt that says I'm from Milwaukee, and that's not funny, so don't laugh. But anyway, um, he emailed shit. me. He e- yeah. <laughs> he emailed me. Yo, this is this is. Uh, I know you're A and R, Tommy Boy. Uh, I like. I really liked your verse. Uh, wish you good luck in your career. Anything you need, holla at me. M A. Yeah. That's how he signed it. I'm like M A M A. Master Ace? So I call the DJ, like, yo, yeah. is this Master Ace you gave my email to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? 
You ain't tell me, blah, blah, blah. So I went around the hood. I printed out the emails showing people. Master <laughs> Ace emailed me. This is no joke. Yeah. And um, that's what I do with this. Word. <laughs> I, I screenshot your retweet. Because you're like, if you don't go to any shows, <laughs> come to Wake the... I was like, oh, Well, that was my retweet shit. back then. This was, yeah, yeah, that was, that was your this retweet. This pre-Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> so I retweeted it and, <laughs> through the hood. So, uh, yeah, so we wound up uh, doing a joint for this uh, compilation album called The Booth. Uh-huh. That was one of my first joints that I did uh, collabing with Ace. He did the beat. And um, that wound up to be a pretty cool record. And then he invited me to be on Disposable Arts. And I, he probably told us this story from here um so once i was on disposable he took he took me on the road with him to to promote that album for like three years after the album was out so that brought us to 2004 where he put out long hot Mm -hmm. i did a joint on long hot so then same thing went on the road with him and then the other guys punching words were on joints too so we all toured together all those years the fans just they liked seeing us together it was like you guys should do an album so it it organically became EMC just because of the fans. Yeah, and uh, that's that's basically why we have so much chemistry because we we've really been together since two thousand one, on stage touring and in the studio doing songs and just being around each other. It's Fifteen years. Right yeah, and it's yeah. like to the point now with this cat where we talk on the phone. It's really not music related. It's yo, what up? You watching I, the game I or would, man? I've talked <laughs> talked to Ace on the phone. Recipes and, and it's like yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, a yeah, I'm a cool he's dude. a mean. Yeah, I'll be there. I don't like talking on the phone like that. Like, like, ha! <laughs> like, like he'll try. He'll try to get that little like I don't make this. Do, do feel? Yeah. Ha! He too. He's too cool <laughs> like for school the on point. the phone. I like getting to the point. That's nah. Yeah. You, nah. you got time is money. I'm with you. But yeah, my point is we. You know, we like brothers now. It's like yeah. We'll get to the end of our conversation and oh yeah, did you get that beat from such and such? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. So, so what what's going on now? Right now we have uh, the the new EP is done, completed, handed in. Uh, release date is May 20th. Yeah. It's called the Turning Point. Uh, May 6th you can pre-order it, and we're, we're trying to we're trying to get people excited for the pre-order day because we want to see and show the label that, that there's people out there that's so excited that they're pre-ordering it. So that's pretty important to us that you go and pre-order it on the 6th because then you get the single, which is called Charlie Murphy. It's a banging joint produced by 14K out of Detroit. And um, you'll get Charlie Murphy and the first, I believe, 30 people, 30 to 50 people or something get a, get a free giveaway or something. But Why Charlie Murphy? And does he know about the track? Charlie Murphy does know about the track. Uh-huh. He actually tweeted Ace. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. He said to join his hard body. Um, <laughs> but the, the actual retweet yeah. is... It's screenshotted, and it's all over our Facebook pages and our Instagrams and stuff. So he's aware of it. He likes it. He thought it was a cool song. So I'll let Ace explain how he came up with the concept to call it Charlie Murphy because that was his idea. Yeah, well, you know, there's all these records out that's named after all these famous people. There's like a song called Justin Bieber. I think it might be a song called Gary Coleman. uh, Barbara Streisand. All these, all these like Shabba Ranks. I think. Yeah, all these people, and I just wanted to like pick a character it was really kind of my little poke at that trend and i try to pick a character that would just punch you right in your face yeah and bloody your nose no, no, yeah I, I, <laughs> when you say the name charlie murphy it has a connotation to it like yeah rough tough don't give but, a f but still you know what i'm saying something i can mess with kind of stuff yeah. still funny because that's you know our, our lyrics are witty and funny at least that's how I and that's funny that you mentioned because i hadn't really noticed till i heard the atmosphere song called kanye west 
Oh, see, he has and a song I, called Kanye West. Yeah, oh, we didn't even know that. But there's a but bunch the, of them. But the track is super good. Oh, it's good. Okay. Oh, super dope. Super yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure, like, like this one is. So again, May 6th, we said it drops. Right. May, May 6th is the pre-order. It pre-order. doesn't really drop till May 20th. Okay, and where can we pre-order? Uh, all digital outlets, e- iTunes, obviously, and mm-hmm. then um, what are the other ones? I don't know any of the other ones. A bunch of them. But you know, whatever you have on your on your phone right now that you that you buy music digitally, it'll be available May sixth. Info on our Facebook and Twitter and stuff. Yep, our our, I don't I never know what our Facebook page is. I think it's just EMC. Yeah. Um, The Twitter is at EMC Crew, and then the Instagram is at the EMC Crew. So you Mm. just add the word the for Instagram. Yeah. And take it away for uh, Twitter, and then my personal Twitter is at. Mr. Just Mr. Strickland underscore EMC. Yeah. Same pattern for Wordsworth. He is just Wordsworth underscore EMC. Punchline is punchline underscore EMC. And Ace is just Matt, at Master Ace. Excellent. And we'll, so. you guys will be able to find all those links and all that stuff on yeah. our website. So go ahead, wake the flock up dot net, and you'll be able to see all that good stuff and including pictures of today and the the episode itself later on. That's what's um, up. Anything else you guys want to add before we, we take off? No, this has been fun, man. It's like, did you were you listen to this? Like Larry King over here. Yeah, it was dope. It was, See, I, I, I can, didn't hear I all of it. Larry but King. I heard the twelve the twelve rounds. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. This I heard the whole off day thing. And why would you come do this? But this is this is what how we try to separate ourselves from the pack. Like yeah. most dudes probably wouldn't come do this, yeah. but we understand that this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, connecting with the people. You know, breaking bread with the people. Well, to you, to you guys, is a couple hours. To everyone involved here, is is a moment in their life that they'll they never forget. That's what's up. I'll never forget. I sat here with Master Jays and EMC, and we talked, and we did it. You know, I mean that to to a hip hop kid, which kind of it always brings me down back to being that 13, 12 year old kid who got his first tape and put it in and listened yeah. every single time my friend sat here. Same thing happened when Mike Myers. Big shout out to Mike Myers outside. Is Same he here? yeah, he's right there. The whole time, Mike Myers is, is is the man. Like I'm telling you, like I love conversating with cats because the rapper Michael Myers is in. Michael Myers is right there. I Word. hit him up. I told him, "What hey, up, brother?" I told him, "Hey, I got Master Ace coming through," and he's like, "I'll be there." And I'll give a shout out to that other good stuff. So, Yo, well, also I talked to uh, one of the owners of the spot. I forgot his name. I'm sorry. Yeah. And uh, I think we should play the EP since we're gonna be here. Meet, yeah. Meet oh, and play in the background. Oh, absolutely. Let's play it in the studio. Let's yeah. blast that. Make it happen. That joint. Why not? Well, sweet potato fries producer is here. Get out of here. <laughs> Outside. What? Who don't like sweet potatoes? I'm with you. We have a song on the, on the EP. Oh, on the okay. Album. I thought you guys were going to go. On the EP is don't a song called food. Sweet <laughs> Potato Fries. <laughs> it's been a Sign. pleasure. Thank you guys for it's, coming through and allowing pleasure. us a little bit of your time of your day. I know you guys are busy. This was fun, man. Thank you. It was. It was, it was a blast for me. We appreciate this Wait, kind of stuff. But you cannot leave yet. No. Why would we leave? Because I need 16. Your MCs, and there's a mic over your heartbeat. The universe, Acapulco battle, whatever. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, who? If you guys want to do something together, or you wanna, you wanna go first and go. He's his own man. He got. Oh, absolutely. Got the headphones on. So, so you on right now? I'm on. I guess. I need sixteen from Acapulco. Sixteen Acapulco. Let me see if I can remember some rhymes. My wife is from Acapulco. She'll, she'll dig that. You met her on vacation. <laughs> 16. Strickland. Let's see. You put me on the spot. Let's yeah, see. Man. Hi, my name's Strick, a paramedic and fresh rapper. 
So I should have tons of money and dress dapper. But now I don't, so I'm forced to grab the clapper and shoot the club up and whiz off in a trapper. I'm just kidding. No need for y'all to trip yet. Wait, maybe I do really mean it, like Dipset. Either way, I'm too smart for the gunplay. I'll be rich one day. I sure hope it's Sunday, because Monday I got a bunch of pills. I got a bunch of bills I should have been paid. And I need dough to make the moves I should have been made. I want a big house with a maid and gay butler. Then I'm going to quit the game and go pout like Jay Cutler. Nah, I'm not leaving. This rap shit's a drug to me. I'm too addicted to the groupies and living thuggishly. And after this verse, I deserve to be famous. But y'all probably won't even remember what my name is. Yeah. <laughs> Strict the land. I'm going to need those headphones, though. Nope. So I can hear what's going on. I'm not doing that. Word up. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, listen. Y'all cats can forget it. I'm about to set it. Somebody about to get deaded. You better call a medic. If you standing round oblivious and something serious about to happen to you, dog, I'ma let it. I be the author that wrote the book. You read it. I be the cash in hand, my man, not credit. My energy kinetic. If you got money to spare that this here is my year, you can bet it. I take a dip in the pool and don't need a towel. I can spell Mississippi and don't need a vowel. I can hug a grizzly bear smelling like a bucket of trout. No doubt he won't even growl. I be the best in the nation. Make a notation. No song in rotation. Full of confrontation. I could give the I had a dream speech to the Ku Klux Klan. And I get a standing ovation. Name the location. I go there if you let me. My name tattooed on chicks who never met me. I got plans, me and my mans and four Beckys. Tony touching the clutch, case of Dos Equis. I make a fist and put my whole hand in your girl. I am the most interesting man in the world. And straight up and down, I'ma let y'all know not to fuck up. Cause Master Ace and Strickland is live on Wake the Flock Up. You weren't ready for that, was you? I was not. See? But I appreciate the love. See? Man. <laughs> I can die happy now. I'm just going to go ahead. I can die happy now. Again, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for everything you guys have done. Thank you for everything you're still currently doing. You're showing us that Thank you. it's a lifestyle. You know what I mean? And uh, you stay committed to it. It treats you good if you treat it good. So thank you very much, Master Ace Strickland. It's been a pleasure, it's been an honor. Now we can eat. Now let's go eat. So for Flu Rhythm, Ghost House Studios, for Mike Myers kicking it in the house, for EMC, for Strickland, for Master Ace, for Power, for Real Hip Hop Battle Axe Warriors addicted to the Good Life Clothing, for Real Hip Hop everywhere. This is Concept Seven One Four asking you, demanding that you help us wake the flock up. Wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up Everybody wake the fuck up from the city to the burbs Every street, every curb, you can block what you heard That's the cure, wake the fuck up